The curtain opens. The lights go up. Those first few notes of magic. The crew that brings it all to you is here to tell you what it's like to live the backstage life. This is show pop. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Show Call. I'm your host, Chad Allen. My next guest has been in the business for nearly three decades. He's toured with artists such as Justin Bieber, Jonas Brothers, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and is now the backstage caterer for the athletic event American Ninja Warrior. He's the owner and head chef of a most excellent catering adventure. Please welcome Chef Mark Gratton. Chef, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. How are you doing today? Good, good. You know, but so before we start, I just want to say uh, when I first worked with you about 14, 15 years ago, I only heard your name as chef. And yeah. then, and then later as time went on and I heard your name, uh, Mark, I saw it pop up in emails and stuff. I'm like, who's Mark? Who's Mark? And it, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, chef. Okay. <laughs> like, I only ever heard your name as chef. And, and still from time to time, I'm like, oh, right. He has a name. It's like when you're a kid and you first learn that your parents' names aren't mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, so, right. You're... No, I, I, I'm kind of identified. There's a lot of people on the road that only call me chef. So I don't even know if they know my name. <laughs> I've, been, I've been going by chef for so long that, you know, without any kind of, you know, follow that uh yeah. yeah i just introduce myself i just tell people hey you know names are hard on the road i'm always wearing this chef jacket just call me chef yeah that's right. so yeah it's just kind of you know followed yeah much easier especially when you have a lot of one-offs with people yep exactly you know so because not only do you tour you do um kansas city uh florida uh, a few other cities uh, we do basically states. oklahoma city all the way to minneapolis and then kansas wow. city st louis that whole corridor Okay. And then we yeah. do Orlando, Jacksonville, and yeah. uh, Tampa. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it just makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just that split. <laughs> yeah. And you're owner and head chef, so you're pulling double, triple, quadruple duty every show, every well, tour, right? I, I have the respect of who I hire as my head chef that I'll give them the freedom to, to carry that weight. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll I'll guide them, and there's certain things that I want done specifically my way. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I, I let whoever's earned the gig, yeah. I let them have the freedom to express themselves. Because for so yeah. long, you know, I've expressed myself. I think it's only fair. You know, yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. So one of the tours you do is just one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life is Trans Siberian Orchestra. You've had that oh, tour yeah. for quite a while, haven't you? Uh, Two thousand. Four was my first year doing it, okay. and wow. uh, we've done it every year since. Yeah, I did their one-offs as far back as '99, I believe. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and we traveled with them uh, locally, you know, in a little region for a little while. Okay, and that that one's crazy because it t- it takes place in the winter time, which not a lot of tours are out in the winter time, right? Oh yeah, no, it, it's uh, it's late fall early winter and mm. yeah that can create some monsters <laughs> yeah yeah so walk us through yeah. your typical you know i'll set the scene for you so you're you're in seattle it's december it's dark mm-hmm. cold sometimes snowy 
uh, you know, you come rolling in. What's the, what's that day look like for you? Well, we, you know, wake up somewhere between three thirty and four thirty in the morning, and uh, oof, oof. come in and you know get the venue going, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, you know, we find the door, make sure security has been notified so that if they let us in, which sometimes is a challenge in some cities. Yep. Then, uh, sadly, in Seattle, we push up a ramp and then down an elevator, which hopefully <laughs> yeah. it sounds like they might be getting rid of. I so. hope so. Yeah. I know, right? And, uh, you know, we get ourselves set up. In an hour and a half, we have a restaurant set up. And you've got you've um, got gear you're, you're pushing in. You've got ovens you're pushing in, um, you know, the pots, pans, a full, everything. A full kitchen set up. I mean, we have a full wow. kitchen set up and a full dining room set up. Yeah. Um, it is buffet service most of the time. We have uh, special meals we prepare for mm-hmm. whoever needs it here and there. But for the most yeah. part, it's, it's a... Uh, a uh, service that uh, somehow we have to create a buffet that yep. caters to every possible diet out there. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I think that we've done a good job of it over the years. So Absolutely, they're very happy yeah. with uh, the product we put out. Yeah. So. so you've, you've got your gear pushed in and, and you've got to get set up for breakfast, right? Yes. Yeah, so we get breakfast set up. And then uh, while breakfast, usually while breakfast is, uh, Almost out, I hit up a, a local person, runner like yourself or someone else that I've, I've had over the years, you know, yeah. and uh, uh, you get in a van and you find the nearest restaurant supply or the nearest mm-hmm. market or the near, yeah. you know, however you can uh, get it taken care of because each city has its own little challenge yeah. as you go through. And, uh, you know, you start a supermarket sweep. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Hoping somebody's then, open it at 5 a.m., right? <laughs> 5 or 6 Yeah, it, it's, it's, there's some challenges. Some of the states, they don't open until 8. Mm-hmm. So you have to, to, you know, kind of creatively figure that out or get your pre-shop, you know, larger for that city or yep. however you uh, work it out, especially with the, you know, you have to have lunch by 11 or 12, depending yep. on, you know, the tour you're on. and yep. Or 10.30, actually, in Trans-Siberian Orchestra's case, when we have two show days. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, the challenge is getting the food back. Yeah enough time and carrying enough product with you yeah. to be able to kind of marry them in the middle mm-hmm. to be able to have lunch out in a quality service on time. Yeah. So back up just a so, little bit, you mentioned pre-shop. So you, uh, uh, you need some things before, before you get to the venue, correct? Yeah. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to, to carry your drinks or your, Mm-hmm. your uh, eggs or your you know breakfast sausage or you know a lot of your yeah. breakfast items or some of your lunch items they're pretty generic if you give a descriptive enough uh, yeah. list yeah that almost anyone can shop now i've had challenges there i had someone buy bratwurst for breakfast sausage once <laughs> and, uh, hopefully that wasn't me <laughs> no no that was uh, actually very near you but that, that was in uh, spokane but but uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was challenging. That was a whole nother deal. Even yep. the car broke down that day while I was fully loaded with this guy. Wow. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it didn't break down. It ran out of gas. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. So, uh, yeah. And uh, so they'll bring him in and have him waiting for us. Yep. And uh, the hard part about that is that, that unlike you, you know, in, in, in Seattle, I've had great experience in Seattle. But in oh, thank you. Some of the cities, they, they put the, the least qualified person. <laughs> we're, we're runner trainers. Yep. Catering tends to be. Yep. So everyone else <laughs> says, yeah, I, I'm not working for catering. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the guy who they 
pick up on the street and say, hey, you want a job for the day? Do you got a driver's license? Oh, and that's man. all they know. And, and, you know, they probably don't even cook for themselves. You know, they yeah. half of them you yeah. know, eat at McDonald's or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then you send them this list and, you know, they don't know what breakfast sausage is or wow. ground beef. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's just weird things you'd never expect. Or you yeah. ask for heavy yeah. cream and they bring half and half or yeah, you know, uh, yeah, that sucks. You say no styrofoam, and they read it as all styrofoam. I mean, it's just it's insane. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's some things that you just yeah. kind of smack your head and go, "What the heck was this person?" Have thinking? you ever shopped in t- in your entire life? <laughs> yeah, like, right, right. It's... I mean, do you understand how just in general shopping works? Yep. Yep. So wow. And yeah. for those who are listening, it's not bad shopping for catering is you do it enough times, you get a pretty solid idea of what they need. You know, I could almost shop a pre-shop and not need a list and have pretty much the basics covered, you know, oh, of, of breakfast and milks and juice and all that stuff and, and lunch. But it's not your first rodeo stuff. though either. No, uh, I, I love putting on, <laughs> I love putting on my headphones and just jamming out shopping lists. <laughs> you know, I'm well, in my, and the funny thing. Funny thing is, is I make try and make my shopping list so easy that all you could fax it to a store and let yep. them shop it yep. for you that's for, for my pre-shop. Yep, that's something I've done. You know, yeah. And uh, then then you get paid, you know, whatever they they decide, you, depending on the city, you know, what your pay yep. is. Yeah. And you work for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but you but you get paid for either a day or half a day or just depending on yeah on uh, how it's worked out with each city. Yeah. Exactly. So fast forward, you've got breakfast going, um, and that's that breakfast was for you know the trucks coming in, right? Who who are you setting up breakfast for specifically? Oh, we set up breakfast for the, the basically the whole crew. It, just, yeah. it, it spans from uh, they have staggered load ins usually. Depending, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when you're big enough, uh, I've been on some smaller tours, but when yeah. you're big enough to have catering, uh, you tend to be you know uh, eighteen. 15, 20 truck tour or something like that, 30, okay. 40, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, so you'll have a four hour breakfast. So you have everyone from, you know, riggers in the morning to yeah. backline, yeah. you know, and everyone in between, just depending on how their, their load in schedule mm-hmm. is. Yeah. So you got to make sure that, you know, when the backline guys come in at, let's say, 10 30, yeah. that they've got the same quality that the truck drivers had at 5 30. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, keeping things fresh on the line and you know, looking over Absolutely, you've got man. you've got a crew in the kitchen cooking and you've got you've got people in the dining room making sure that that's all, you know, up and running, right? Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I mean I mean the reality is that, that just like every other group on tour, you're hiring professionals. Yep. It's not quite like a standalone where where you have to you know, hire 10 people to get two, you mm-hmm. know, yep. you, you, you definitely research people and make sure that they're up to the quality yep. that you want before you can put them on a road. Yeah. And yep. so if they're not that quality, they don't even get considered to go out on the road. They have right. to be self-sustaining and yep. they have to be magicians. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, 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 you know, it goes from, Hey, you know, they wanted this. And I was in like South Carolina one time and the, the stores were sold out of pork and <laughs> oh my God. It, it made no sense, <laughs> yeah. but I guess there was a shortage. I mean, that was like 15 years ago, but, yeah. but it just, it makes your mind figure out how to source it properly. Yeah. You know, you got to re- realize when I started doing this, there were no cell phones. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> the writers were sent over by fax machine. Wow. You know, there wasn't yeah. email when I started, really. You know, when I started in 93. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it, it just, it, it's been such an interesting metamorphosis. You know, my yeah. writer, literally, I just changed recently to say, to, to no longer include a Yellow Pages because I realized, yeah. Why do they need the yellow pages anymore? Do they even exist anymore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it just it's it's just so weird how how much this business has changed with technology. Absolutely. But, I, but, I don't know if I could. Uh, Google's my best friend. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And and no matter how wrong it can be, sometimes it, it's right yep. more often. Oh yeah. Exactly. I'll take my chances. So then you've so, you've got uh you got breakfast out then you've you've got lunch coming up you know you got to like just turn right around and get out a whole nother meal for everyone right yeah and and lunch tends to we we try and make lunch a local thing so like you know po boys in in Louisiana or yeah. or you know clam chowder in San Francisco or yep. you know you know whatever or chicken fried steak in the south or yeah. we try and kind of because it's easy to find the local specialties, we gear our menus yeah. towards that kind of grouping. So you, you become familiar with how each region of the country stocks themselves based on their wow. populace and their populace's diet. That's awesome. And yeah. so you try and follow that mm-hmm. when you're when you're touring so that you know you can pretty much find the stuff. You don't look for, you know, tacos in Vancouver, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, it just, fresh salmon and but in Texas, you know, it works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, if that makes sense. Yep. Yep. That's true. Yeah. You got, you got, so, you got lunch busted out. Um, you got dinner, right? Which is your, uh, yeah. That's your show, right? Yeah. Dinner's always our, our, I mean, basically, uh, breakfast is grab and go, lunch is grab and go because everybody's just working so hard that, yep. that, it's not like other industries where you really get downtime. I mean, some some of the groups do, but yeah. But most of the uh, workers, they just want to get done so that they yeah. can get to showtime, so they can get doors open, so they, you know whatever it happens to be, so yeah. that they can then kind of get a break. Yeah. So they tend to work straight through, and then you know grab and walk and eat. So that's what breakfast right. and lunch has to be. Dinner is usually a showcase of some kind, some kind yeah. of uh, uh, you know, we we go to Pike Place Market in Seattle and yeah. And we just buy thousands of dollars in seafood and mm-hmm. and uh, whatnot, and then we go and the best salmon you'll ever get, you know, is up yeah. there. And so yeah. that's what we'll showcase. Or oysters, we always do oysters. Like oh yeah, that that, that seafood display that you guys do every time you're here is unreal. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun too. Yeah, it's just it, it's in every city is kind of that kind of fun, you know. Just yeah. it's in a different way. Sure. You know, I go yeah. to Texas and they have this place called Central Markets, which just you can get any food you possibly want, high end. Yeah. And and you know, you show up with venison racks or or elk racks or you know yeah. just yeah. whatever you happen to to just be inspired by when you walk in and see it. It's just it's such a joy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think it shows that how happy we are when we have those budgets. Now, if we don't have those budgets, it still works too. We still showcase it. It's just it's yeah. more prep time, harder harder to. Uh, uh, the work's harder. Yeah. Which, you know, sure. it's fine. It's, it's slow and slow versus, you know, quick and done. So. I mean, after that, then it's, it's time to go, right? Yeah. Then, then, uh, usually, uh, 
you know, our dressing person comes in a little later and then they work through loadout. Right. We tend to get done a little after showtime. It mm-hmm. tends to be our, our deal because everybody gets yep. busy at showtime. So usually the executives with the tour, they tend to be able to go eat at showtime. Yep. So, uh, you know, tour manager, production manager, uh, just the people that aren't involved on the stage who mm-hmm. have been setting up prior to that once the show starts they have right. free time yeah so we're able to get them fed and once again it has to be just like everything else where if you served at five o'clock at eight thirty or nine o'clock it's got to be the same quality of food yeah so you just have to constantly be yeah. reproducing everything and making sure it comes out right but then at that point you usually get to break down everything but the drink service yeah and uh start your uh, loadout yeah so we are self-contained on most tours mm-hmm. so we don't have any uh equipment riding on trucks are yep. with the exception of dressing rooms. We tend to have dressing room cases on trucks. Okay. And, uh, we tend to, uh, have a trailer that, you know, our whole kitchen and dining room fit in. Yeah. And that also allows us to be able to leave early enough so that we can yeah. make load in earlier than everyone else so that we can have breakfast ready when people arrive, which is one thing we do. Yeah. That's a little different from a lot of the other caterers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You so, so you guys you guys try to get out of there before everybody else, right? Yeah, we try and get out before the show starts. Because no, I mean before the yeah. show ends, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, before it ends. So you you kinda wanna beat the, the buses and trucks out of there as fast as you we can. We wanna right? beat the ideally we wanna beat the crowd out of there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. That's such a slowdown. So if we can figure it out so that we leave 15 minutes before the show ends, we don't have to deal with the, an hour of traffic or a half hour, 45 minutes of traffic. We can get right. on the bus and head right to the next city. Sure. Okay. And hopefully get to sleep right away because most of the time it's just crazy. Yeah. So hour wise. So if we can get on the road and go to sleep, that'd be great. I also, if it's a big enough tour, I try and split my crews into two, into two uh, shifts okay. so that okay. you might be working 12, 13 hours, but you're not working 16, 18 hours. Yeah. So you have in the busiest time of day is, you know, from 10 to three. Sure. When yep. you got to produce lunch and dinner all in that time frame and get it yep. moving and, and, you know, filtering everything, have dressing rooms done. All of that is kind of like this rush five hours yep. and the rest of it is busy, but it's not, you don't need 10 people there doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's uh, I I appreciated that. <laughs> when right. we were when we were uh, out on Jonas Brothers, I was like, "Oh man, cool, eight a.m. Okay, yeah, <laughs> sure." And, and and I think it does help a yeah. lot. For mm-hmm. you're not paid any less because of it. You yeah, know, but yeah. but I I think it really helps morale too because you yeah. know the other guys they may work right through, but but. Then they get a break. Only part of the crew gets show call. Only part of the and yeah. then they rotate. So I mean, mm-hmm. they may have ten, twelve hour days, thirteen hour days, but they get breaks after they're done with their work. Which catering doesn't get a lot of that. No. <laughs> so yeah. well, that's crazy. I don't think a lot of people realize just how much goes into feeding that crew. What's the average size tour crew for Trans Siberian? Trans Siberian was a hundred and twenty eight tour last year wow and then yeah. as high as 200 including locals for lunch sometimes sometimes they broke breakfast stage hands riggers yeah uh up riggers down riggers you know just yep. uh, 
everybody that is needed to do the show that works a certain amount of minimum. Yep. Cause that is a, that is so, a monster size production. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and the, the, the two reasons that I have a career is because one concessionaires don't understand that if you don't make a ton of profit off the per head meals on these touring crews, it's okay. Cause you're selling their beer out front. Yeah. Yeah. And two, they don't understand that hot dogs are not necessarily the meal that these guys want. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I mean, there's a lot yeah. of hot dog and pretzel chefs out there and, and they great at what they do. And, mm-hmm. and there are cities where there's yeah. amazing local caterers, you know, we're even one. Yeah. But then there's cities where they just don't care. So, yep. you know, <laughs> I've been to a few of those. I know. I know the exact uh, city that I have a career in touring because of. Yeah. That's and if awesome. you want, I will name that city. What is that city? Seattle. <laughs> really? Really? Yes. All is. right. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I think awesome. you'd appreciate that. Yeah, I do. I do. It's a pretty cool town, despite what people, you know, say lately. Oh, I love but it. Yeah, it's, it's a great city. Seattle's one of my favorites. Vancouver, mm-hmm. San Francisco. Yep. Uh, New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, it, it, everything, every city has really got its thing. I mean, yeah. You could pull anything you want from anything, you know. Yeah, yeah. You just got to kind of come in with a positive attitude, and you can find whatever you want in each city you go to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. How did you get started in the industry? I met someone. It's, okay. I think everybody's story, isn't it? Uh, I mean, <laughs> in some way, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I was in culinary school, and okay. uh, this. Got gentleman Larry Reeves came in. He just passed uh, about two months ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, he was really good to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I made him an offer and he responded to the offer. And uh, I haven't looked back. Yeah. So, yeah. And then that just that got you into the backstage world? Yeah. He, he, uh, he did local catering uh, in Kansas City. And okay. he and his wife, Deb Reeves, they, they were like legendary in Kansas city for, for backstage catering for 15 years prior to my showing up. And, and I showed up and I think for a long time, we, we really meshed and made a good team. And, uh, they taught me a lot of, you know, what I still use today. And I'm very grateful for the experiences they gave me. Yeah. So, and then at one point I left and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, started my own company a most excellent catering adventure can you tell me how you got that name <laughs> i'm a big bill and ted fan yep i was gonna so, say <laughs> uh, i wasn't very impressed with the newest movie but that's okay it was so fun i appreciated it i appreciated you know for what it was yep <laughs> yeah yeah and uh i think it kind of summed up the the humor of the industry, you know, nobody, I think when, whenever I give my name, except for the, the promoters or accountants filling out my checks, everyone gets a smile on their face, except when they're writing the whole name out on a check. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. uh, Yes. And and, uh, back, back uh, when I worked for Debbie and Larry, uh, I had a chef that worked with me and he would always answer the, uh, 
the phone in our catering area uh, as most excellent catering. So, you know, the phone would ring and you just go, most excellent catering. Yeah. So at that point, I'm like, you know, here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, you know, uh, registered it and here it is. And it looks cool yeah. on a t-shirt. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, boy, do we get... Our swag, I can't keep it in stock. Everybody's always so excited about it. Yep, I, I so. may have ended up with uh, four shirts after the last tour, so sorry. So I'm probably responsible of your lack of supply. For, for right? Those. Well, that's okay, because if you work again with me, then you're going to have to wear those, and I won't give you any new ones. <laughs> I lost a little weight, so I might need a couple more. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> so I've even got masks made now. Oh, nice. Okay, that's yeah, yeah that's had, cool. Had, so I got to grow some masks uh, when we did American Ninja Warrior in June. Yeah, so. which I was gonna, I was gonna ask you. Uh, you're you're doing American Ninja Warrior, um, and that's is that touring? Well, um, we started with them three years ago, okay. and uh, we did Minneapolis, and it's like three weeks Minneapolis, and then we did mm -hmm. their finals in Vegas uh, the next year. And then this year it was canceled, and yeah. uh, you know we were supposed to do St. Louis, yeah. And uh, they do anywhere, I think like five or six cities each year. And yeah. uh, this year I get a call about two weeks out that, that they're doing it in uh, St. Louis, and they'd like us to do it. And I'm like, oh, awesome! And then I had to figure out how to do it with everything going on. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So uh, even our our shirt has four cities on it, but yeah. it's uh, I can't remember where the four cities are, but it says like you know uh, uh, San Diego and it's yeah. a strike through, and it says Vegas and there's a strike through, and then it says St. Louis yeah. and then it says <laughs> Washington D.C. and there's a strike through, you know. <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> so, oh <my> God. <laughs> wow. They had humor even with that. It, it, yeah. It's the nice thing is that that when people talk about touring family, Transiberian Orchestra. Bar One is, is the most family-oriented with their touring. Oh, Obviously, yeah. it's about the work. It's about yeah. doing the stuff right. And as long as you're 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 doing everything to take care of people, and you have that in your heart that you want things to to work out right, mm -hmm. you work to make that happen. Yeah. Then your family, you know, and they know that you've they've got or you've got their back, and they've yeah. got your back. Yeah. So that's. Finally, I found another group that was like that, which is American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, they're a wonderful organization to work with. That that's so, awesome. So, what's what's the biggest difference between working rock and roll and athletic event on on your end? Well, you know, it's funny because it's vastly different in many ways, but it's the same in most ways. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's, you're you're still you're taking care of the athletes and mm -hmm. that'd be the artists. So, I mean, yeah. you may have, instead of less carbs, you got more carbs for the athletes and, yeah. and the artists are more, you know, uh, specific diet oriented. Usually the athletes eat very similar to each other. Okay. And the artists, you can have, let's say 18 artists in 18 different diets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's, and that's cool. I mean, yeah. there's yeah. some diets that I've been pretty cool with. There's some diets I just want to explain that's not really doing for you what you want it to. Yeah. <laughs> but, 
you, you can't say that. You just <laughs> say, okay, just roll with it. Cool. Yeah, I'll make I'll make that the way you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. The crew's the same. It's the same group of guys, just a different, you know, uh, environment as far as yeah. you know. Instead of each day, they're doing a different setup. So each day, you have your same schedule as you kind of do a touring. Yeah. Uh, and then, so each day you have a very similar setup as you do touring with bands and television. Mm-hmm. Um, this yeah. is a, a sports program in, je- in particular, but yeah. but you you have the breaks, uh, the the union required breaks. You have the mm-hmm. the diets to take care of, and at the end of the day, instead of a performance on stage for a concert, you have a performance on stage or a obstacle course, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that they're filming without yeah. a crowd in this case, because it was COVID, but usually yeah. there's a crowd. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a very, this particular television program we're working on is very similar to a performance of an artist. Yeah. So musical artist. Are you still doing breakfast, lunch, dinner? Um, yeah, some, some, it, it, it varies on the, the shooting schedule days. And the other thing that's interesting about the breakfast, lunch, and dinner is that if you're doing it indoors, it's shot during the day so they can control the lights and all that. But if you're doing it outdoors, they do it at night so they can control the lights and everything. Okay. So you do, instead of it being, you know, 3.30 a.m. to to 11 p.m., it's 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. Wow. Would they? Yeah. Would you be technically considered craft service at that point? No, craft service, I believe, is union. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So there is actually on site a separate craft service table where you have your Cheetos and your cheeses oh, okay. and your. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're no. You're you're the full full meal deal, huh? <laughs> for for yeah, these, we these we athletes. do the full meals. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So how wow. has uh, how has COVID changed everything for you backstage? What does that look like now? Well, um, with, with, I've only done the one gig post COVID or during COVID. And, uh, for that gig, it it was, we were in the middle of, it was about halfway between March and now is when we did it. Wow. And we had 22 tables set up, which allowed, because of the way they spaced it for 44 people to eat per meal. Wow. So every everyone would come up, and we're all wearing masks, gloves, constantly washing. Um, yeah. The place that we were set up with, we we made them set us up a, a sink, you know, for us to to wash. Which usually it's across the way, and you have to take a golf cart to wash your hands at this place yeah. where we were set. But I, I said, there's no way I can do this with that environment. We have to constantly wash our hands. You should be before this, but. Even more so, you have to wear a mask. You have to wear. We wore a. At the time, we were wearing the face shield too. Yeah. And uh, basically, your line then goes way back because if you have forty-four people show up at a time, you still need a football field to space them out six feet yeah. apart. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so uh, you know, it, it was very much soup Nazi like. Yeah. Where they they walk up at the line, they. You'd have the menu as they're coming in. They can read the menu, and, and then they get up there, and they say, uh, you know, I want soup. I want this entree, which is paired with a side in the dish, and then yeah. here's the sides and salad. You know, so so they'd have to ask for everything. 
when they came to oh, eat man. rather wow. than serving themselves. So, yeah. and my guys, they, they did wonderful at, at this service. They, yeah. it, it, it was flawless. I was very proud of Kathy and Subi and yep. Mike and, and uh, Chris and everyone else. Sorry if I left you out. And uh, yeah, they just, they, they shined. They worked so hard and did such a good job of keeping the quality there in these because of how quickly we had to do it, we had mm-hmm. to pre-serve. And then, so that was the small group of people, and none of these people had crew chiefs in this 44 group. Wow. So yeah. for every area then, they had art, we had uh, transportation, we had, so all of them had crew chiefs. And those crew chiefs would submit us menus every morning that we sent them with how many of each item they wanted. Yeah. And then we'd load those up in a hot box and push those over and drop them on a table and walk away. Wow. So uh, we wanted to keep contact at a complete minimum between each group, between each uh, person. You know, my people were all separated. There was no intermingling. And yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it was was a challenge. Wow. And I even brought dishwashers on that one because I didn't want people from outside the group to be then going home and exposing themselves possibly oh, wow. yeah. and then coming back. So I even brought my dishwashers on that one and, and Carson and Madison did a wonderful job at that. Yeah. That's insane. So. I, that's, I, that sounds like a completely different experience to me. I, I mean, I haven't done anything since the shutdown, but I, I just, yeah, that sounds like a completely different backstage experience. Oh, it was. I could have done it with two thirds of staff if it was the old way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that brings its own challenge of how much it costs, you know, which uh, luckily these, this group of Sean and Chris and and everybody are just so understanding and and know the necessity of of what's going on and and what we had to do to fix it. They, I didn't get any pushback from costs unless, uh, you know, you know, I mean, they just, they understood the budget and, and how it had to run. And I'm yeah. eternally thankful to them for that. So, like I said, they were just such a great group to work with. That's that's awesome. I'm I'm glad you made it through that. And I was the only one allowed outside the bubble because I had to source. Okay. Yep. Yep. You had a shop. So we also, yeah, I had to shop, and, okay. and we did a bubble very similar to what you heard about the NBA. The, what, yeah. We were all in one hotel, and we were all supposed to social distance and kind of keep to ourselves for that month. Wow. Basically so, like a, just another type of quarantine, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was in my room at the venue a couple times. Uh, I roomed with my daughter a couple times. We went down to the river where no one was and just kind of walked around to kind of get our heads out of that room. Yeah. Get out for a minute. But we yeah. didn't like interact or, you know, do anything really exciting because we knew that it was bigger than us as far as, taking care of your brother and making sure that yeah. you don't give them anything, you know, worry about yourself. Yes. But at the same time, aren't we all in this to understand that this is bigger than ourselves? Yes, exactly. You know, yeah. it's, you don't, I was, we wore a mask and you don't wear a mask really to protect yourself. You wear a mask to protect the people around you. 100%. And uh, it's just kind of gotten lost in that translation. And, and I agree. 
What are some of the most common mistakes you made early on in the beginning of your career? Um, just not understanding you could do things. The freedom that, that yeah. touring really gave you is one of the biggest things for me. When I was mm-hmm. my first day on touring, and I'd done traveling, but I'd never done a tour per se. And yeah. So I get to where were we? We were in Biloxi, Mississippi. Yeah. And, uh, you know, doing our normal setup, we were there for rehearsals for Transurban Orchestra. Mm-hmm. And they were my first touring client. And uh, I get into the runner van. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we're in we're in Biloxi, so that means good shrimp, you know, good southern food in general. Yeah. Here's my menu and how I'm gonna plan it. So I ended up planning a time of all things. Yeah. But you know, so so I, I go out and I can't find any fresh shrimp anywhere. <laughs> and I was I was telling her uh, my runner, I said, you know, where's all your fresh shrimp? I, I know the boats are over there. So so where do those all the shrimp go? She goes, oh, you can go to the boats. You're too, uh, wait a second. Sword. You can go to the boat. <laughs> hold it. Hold it now. Okay. <laughs> so the first time I'd ever had fresh shrimp was then, and I uh, went on the boat and I got it for like six bucks a pound, and it wow. was like huge shrimp, and I was all excited. And I get back to the venue and I cook it up, and Jeff Muski, the one of my biggest supporters, I, and I love him, man. He's he's mm-hmm. awesome. He looked at me after it was done the first day, and he said. Dude, I got a problem. And I'm like, okay, what's the problem? He goes, you can't start high and then (laughs) go any lower. You need to crescendo your menu. (laughs) You need to start at kind of like mid-range and then go up and never come down. You can't start up high. And I went, well, (laughs) I guess I'm in trouble. So... (laughs) The rest of that tour, we did not repeat a menu once. Wow. And uh, I really dug a hole. (laughs) (laughs) But I I don't know. I I think one of the biggest mistakes you could do is get caught up in the rock star lifestyle. Yep, yep. And uh, I did that for a little while. I was never better than anyone. I just enjoyed drinking a lot and Yep. hanging out and staying out all all night and whatever and then one day I went do I want a business or do I want to have all this fun because right. yep. I can't have both mm-hmm. and uh, I figured it out you know yeah. uh, you know you just you can't burn your candle at both ends yep exactly <laughs> I, I learned pretty early on that uh, you can't keep up with the rock stars don't try if you want to work yeah, if I, you want to work don't try to keep you up. know no <laughs> No, no fault with them, but no, they can no. get away with working two and a half hours a day, you yep. know, yep. which is cool. I'm glad they can do that, but yep, hard to keep up with that. But when you're up <laughs> at 5 a.m., you know, and then right. you try to party. <laughs> and you go to sleep at 3.30, 4 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. does not work. No. <laughs> What's the, uh, what is the most common myth? Oh, exactly that is that, you know, you're backstage and it's one big party and you're hanging with the band. Yeah. yeah. That all, <laughs> you know, it, it's not, uh, they're just people, but yeah. they tend to have their own things going on. Don't get me wrong. I've had some awesome bosses. I mean, bar none, Al Petrelli is the best boss and I'm so yep. lucky and thankful that I met him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, but, 
at the same time, he has his life and I have mine and, and, yep. uh, we talk from time to time, but it's not, it, it's, it's there, there's a certain arm length you have to, to keep yourself so that, you know, mm-hmm. you don't get caught up in all this. And, and yep. he's, I'm so proud of him too. Cause yeah. From when I met him to now, he's just totally changed his life too, and, and he's just an amazing performer and an amazing at everything he does. Yeah, so. he's an amazing leader. You know. Yes, that's the word. Yeah, I'm so I get tongue tied, but that is the that's word. A, he is an amazing leader. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you introduced me to him uh, last time you guys were here. I don't want to go uh-huh. into too much detail, but there was a bad experience that happened, and you know that before before you guys were last here in uh, uh i think it was tacoma and um yep. uh you introduced me to him and that kind of came up and his response was like well fuck him you're here now yeah, right? we like you <laughs> so, right <laughs> he's like chef keeps you around so he's like he just shrugs his shoulders he's like fuck him i was like yeah yeah i was like you yeah. know what yeah fuck him <laughs> and that's and that's where I get my is what it is. Yeah, it is <laughs> it's just like changed my whole attitude towards the what happened prior to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just because that you know it was what it was, and then he taught like your introduction. That introduction just completely changed my attitude. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> yeah, he, he's just, he's awesome. Yep, yep. Well, this was so, awesome, Mark. Um, learning about what it takes to, to, to feed everybody backstage is so much that goes on into that. And you have so much responsibility, you know, when it comes to food safety, when it comes to, you know, making sure everyone's fed and you've got a crew with you, making sure everyone's safe, getting from city to city. Um, it's just, it's pretty awesome learning about all that. Well, cool. Right. Yeah. I, I've had a really good experience with you, Chad. And I'd like yeah, to keep same. that going. Same, same here. Hopefully, hopefully this will, when this comes back, we'll definitely be, uh, I'll, I'll see you in Seattle yeah. or I'll see you on the road somewhere or, you know, we'll be back at it. Yeah. So I got one last question for you, you know, and I ask everyone this, uh, if you were talking to a government official right now that's in charge of making the decisions of the shutdown, what message do you have for them? Oh, just, you know, it, it's such a partisan time. I don't know. The, the message is going to be heard. Just get it mm-hmm. together and realize that you've got a whole group of people that don't not work by choice. Yeah. That have, I, I've spent, I may be one of the most unique restaurant owners, yeah. but I can't go back to work in my restaurant mm-hmm. without something being done to fix this problem with the pandemic. Yeah. To take it seriously, in my opinion, to, to actually work to get things done mm-hmm. person by person by person instead of turning everyone against each other, you know? And secondly, right now I'm okay, but I've got a whole group of people that need some kind of funding yeah. because all the money's run out over here as far as being able to fund people. And I, I took on a big loan to try and help my people, but I can't do anymore and I need someone else to do more because yeah. it's not working yeah. and mm-hmm. they won't let us work. And I don't think we should be working, Yeah, but I want to be working and I want them to be working. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause none of us plan for this. Right. And we can't, we can't go back to it. So yeah. What, what are we supposed to do? You know, we, we definitely need and, some, some help for sure. And I'm 50 years old. It, it, it's, I've been training to do this my whole life. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's not like I chose some something that was a fad or 
or something. You know, I worked my butt off to develop this mm-hmm. company, to develop my career with this. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty darn successful at it with yep. what I've done, mm-hmm. but I can't do it. Not that I don't want to do it. I can't do it. Yeah. And like so. I said earlier, nearly three decades, and that's all you've done for nearly three decades since, uh, what did you say, 1993? 93. So, yeah, it's almost three decades. God. Yeah. I say it that way. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. And, and you know, this, yes. is, this has been your career, you know? Yeah. No, it has. And I've had some side careers here and there, but, but this has always been my love. Well, Chef, thank you so much for, for taking the time to talk to us today. Oh, really, I'm glad really, I could. I was, yeah. It was really, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same here. And thank you, everyone. This has been another episode of Show Call. To help save live events and the crew that make them happen, go to WeMakeEvents.org and tell your representatives how important live music is to you. That's WeMakeEvents.org. If you'd like to be on the show, contact us at guests at showcallpodcast.com. That's guests at showcallpodcast.com. If you have questions or would like to know more about what it takes to put on events, contact us at info at showcallpodcast.com. That's info at showcallpodcast.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Google Play. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded every Monday and Thursday. See you next week. WeMakeEvents.org is not affiliated with Show Call Podcast and is not responsible for the views expressed by the show.